Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello everybody and welcome back to Quipscope, it's the show where we take a look at a game that's just come out. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Peter, today we are going to be talking about Biomutant. You've been uh, you've been hands-on with the game for a little while now. Yeah. Can you tell me what it's about? I could try. I've uh, played about first first two hours, two or three hours, something like that. Mm-hmm. And the the headline is that you play as a sort of anthropomorphic cat rabbit sort of mixed creature it's a bit like how trico from the last guardian was a sort of undefined mixture of several things right uh, either way you're this bipedal uh, animal with clothes on that has a giant sword it looks a bit like the buster sword from final fantasy <laughs> you've got guns too uh-huh. um incidentally you can sprint around on all fours so you sort of mix you kind of go into your animal behaviors at times mm. uh but you're in this world of other anthropomorphic animals uh and also sort of just giant mutant ones as well that are far more kind of well they're not anthropomorphic basically and it's a post-apocalyptic setting so you're in a human style world a human city there's tarmac roads and uh big uh sort of motorways on bridges and things and uh pylons stuff like that but there are seemingly no humans around Uh, My understanding is that I think they all left the planet or attempted to. I don't know if they actually survived their journey, but in any case, they've gone. And I think that there was a kind of, uh, what would be the word, a kind of biohazard, some sort of spillage that caused mutations. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the, The way the game plays out is you are slowly learning these things over time about the nature of the the apocalypse and uh you know it's almost a bit like horizon zero dawn in that sense so there's only so much i can tell you right now but that is the those are the broad strokes of what it's about okay and and this world that you're playing in do you, do you have any idea what's what's happened there or what sort of the the central premise is what what is your 
genetically modified animal thing doing? What's what's the purpose of their being? Uh, well, the it's this game actually reminds me a little bit of The Legend of K, which was a PS2 okay. game. Are you aware of that game? Yes, yeah. Uh, you play as like a cat man in that, and it's got this sort of Eastern theme in that game. And in that sense, this game is has some kind of similarities in that you've got this you know feline character, and you are kind of a martial artist, really. And you are traveling through the world trying to unite all these different tribes of animals that have kind of taken over this ex-human world. Uh, so one of the first choices you make, so it's, a, it's an RPG, this game, and you make several choices as you go. One of the first choices you make is uh, to, to uh, ally yourself with one of two tribes. Um, and as you make these decisions throughout the game, there is a kind of morality system to a certain extent. You actually see the little almost angel and devil on your shoulder. They... they appear in front of you sometimes and argue with each other about what you should be doing right. and depending on what you do that will affect your aura which is a kind of dynamic score or uh, you know attribute that will change over time from light to dark or back to light and depending on your aura you can do certain dialogue options um, you can actually unlock different abilities depending on your alignment in, in the aura uh, and also, I think it might affect how the different tribes will react to you and kind of your reputation, almost like uh, Fallout New Vegas. You know, you've got these different uh, factions that you want to kind of appease or, or whatever. So you're certainly in the early game, you're going around trying to unite the tribes and uh, defeat the World Eaters, which are some of the larger, scarier monsters that are out there. Um, as I say, I've only played a few hours. I don't know if the story gains even more stakes over time but that's certainly my goal for the moment nice and you say it's an rpg how does it play is it sort of turn-based combat or is it sort of more real uh, real time yeah i mean that that's one of the things this game does very well is it's got real-time combat and there's a whole mixture of uh you can use your sword use your guns you can almost like it reminds the control scheme reminds me a bit of the Spider-Man games, Marvel Spider-Man and Miles Morales. In the circle will dodge, X will jump, and Square will attack, and you can kind of combine them quite fluidly, uh, and you know really leap around the place and move quite in quite interesting ways. In fact, when you jump and start shooting, you immediately enter bullet time as well, which is quite fun. You can parry uh, and knock your enemies off guard. So it's very much real-time combat. It's something that I think they've worked quite hard on to try and make it uh, feel good to to get in engaged in fights. And it does to a certain extent. Um, so in terms of all those different mechanics that you can use at you know, your disposal and combos that you can do, that's all great. But at the same time, it's a bit imprecise uh, occasionally. And I also I found it difficult to spot incoming attacks and time my parries like the way that the enemies indicate that they're about to do a certain swing isn't necessarily super clear all the time um, this symbol will appear above an attacking enemy uh, but that's not always easy to see um, you can get attacked from off screen so it's a shame really because I think it's something that as I say they really try to focus on and, and do as kind of one of the selling points of the game uh, but it's let down by you know some of these other issues uh, on the other hand, though, I'd say probably the other main focus that I'm assuming the developers were going for was the world building and the presentation of the game. And that is something that they've really nailed down. So 
you've got this post-apocalyptic world, um, but within that you've got these very interesting creatures, um, both the actual uh, kind of quest characters and also the beasts that you encounter in the wild. Um, so in that respect, visually speaking, it's a very beautiful game. It's really, you know, lush, lush grass and it's interesting seeing all these old buildings and, and things like that. Nice lighting effects at times. The fur looks quite good. So that's all really, all really nicely done. However, there are drawbacks to this game and not just those kind of caveats to the combat. I think they haven't quite worked out what they wanted to do or they, they wanted to do too many things. So mm-hmm. one of the things that surprised me about this game is it's actually narrated all the way through, presumably all the way through, by almost a Stanley Parable style narrator okay. who is kind of a well-spoken British man who's saying, you know... You should probably head over there and check out that that area. Um, and even in the sense that he's a bit tongue in cheek at times, and he'll he'll say almost silly things that you wouldn't expect a man with that kind of voice to say. Um, at one point, I was I can't remember exactly what he was saying, but he was referring to the fact that I was shooting, and he he just talked about like pew pews, uh, which was a bit right. uh, unexpected. And so, for one thing, that the fact that the narrator is there at all is it took me by surprise, and I wouldn't mind it if he was just a narrator, but he translates everything that every single NPC says to you. So they don't speak English, they just sort of grumble at you, um, and then he will talk, which effectively doubles the length of any conversation that you have, because they've got to mm-hmm. talk and then he's got to talk. So that's one aspect of that that I don't think works very well. And then, uh, you know, also with that, with this kind of pew-pew and, you know, funny remarks at, at times, they don't quite commit all the way to being kind of irreverent. Uh, the world is certainly weird, but it's not necessarily funny. In some in some ways, it's quite serious and gritty. And that can be a bit incongruous with some of the other things they do at random intervals. Like, at, at some point in the, the intro, the footage we're looking at right now is from the, the first, like, hour of the game. We'll have some character creation stuff, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but... Uh, I flashed back to when I was a child or a kitten or whatever mm-hmm. and I met this character who was dressed like an Elvis impersonator and the way he spoke to me instead of just other people who sort of speak in a made up fake language he was just kind of going oh, 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 oh. and then the guy would like translate what he said and then he'd go oh, 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 oh. It was really strange. And that's, right, okay. that might work in a game that is kind of taking the mick a little bit or trying to be like, look at this wacky world where everyone is made of custard and we all walk around singing uh, the national anthem or whatever. Just, you know. <laughs> Sounds great. That does, doesn't it? But this is not that. It's, you know, mm-hmm. that was an attempt at humor that I think just kind of almost breaks your immersion. You're like, why is the what is this Elvis ferret man doing talking to me? I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So they kind of they're spinning a lot of plates and some of them just fall, frankly, because they they're really trying to do too many things tonally and you know gameplay wise as well. Uh, I found in fact the whole intro, as people will see in this video, was quite overwhelming in terms of loads of exposition here's how the world works and we're going to tell you kind of everything at once we're also going to tell you all the rpg elements of the game pretty much in one go so you can level up your general stats like your strength and your intelligence and your agility things like that you can unlock special attacks with a certain set of points that you spend you can spend your psi points to unlock psionic attacks 
there are different stats on your loot, so you've got all those things to balance, and it was just like, oh, geez, okay, let me just, you know, give me some breathing room here. Now, that might be partly down to taste, because some people are very much into that kind of thing, I'm not, so maybe that's music to some people's ears who are listening right now, that there's lots of almost micromanagement in terms of all these numbers and uh, skill trees and things like that, but uh, to me, it, it was just a bit too much, especially all in one go. I think it would have been better if it was spread it was a bit overwhelming to begin with for sure okay uh, i understand there were also there's, there's been some concerns about performance on certain platforms yeah i should say the footage people are looking at if they're watching on youtube might look a bit grainy i don't know exactly i don't think that's to do with this uh issue that's arisen on social media it's just i think maybe it was a bad capture a bad transfer or, or something like that but uh, that aside there have been some complaints about the fact that this game will run in 4K on an Xbox One, but on PS5, it's um, 1080p upscaled to 4K. Right. Uh, and on Xbox Series X and S, it's 1440p, uh, 30fps, whereas on Xbox One, it's 4K, 60fps. So, uh, you know, there have been some people who are very upset with the fact the PlayStation 5 version doesn't run as well as either the Xbox Series X slash S version or the Xbox One version. But this is a game that was... It's, it's effectively... It's backwards compatible. It's not a game that was made for current gen. It was made for previous gen, and you can incidentally play it on your PS5 and your Xbox Series X. So it doesn't bother me so much. Helps that I don't have a 4K TV, so it doesn't really matter. Right. But certainly something to consider for those who really value, you know, place a lot of value in resolution and frame rate. Um, the last thing I should probably talk about, which I've thinking about it done in completely wrong order, but never mind, is the character creation, mm. um, which is actually, again, very well done. And it's interesting how they blend the cosmetics of your character with the in-game uh, stats and mechanics and things like that. So, for example, you will choose a breed to start with, um, and they have different... Uh, they, they look quite different. They've got different body shapes, different sized heads and builds and things like that. And in relation to that body size and shape, they will have different abilities, so they'll be stronger or more intelligent, things like that. Um, and then once you've chosen a breed, you can actually fine-tune those things in more detail. And as you do so, and you move this cursor around a big circle of abilities, your character will morph into a different size and shape depending on their, uh, you know, their their forte, I suppose. Which is mm -hmm. it's quite fun to see that. You know, it kind of makes sense in a way to, for your if you want a strong character for it to actually look big and beefy as opposed to you know, making this like weedy little thing and then just investing all of your points in strength as you might do in some other RPGs. So it all ties in quite well. And then of course you choose fur colour and uh, you can choose resistances to certain hazards and uh, things like that. Choose a class as well, which I think might affect your outfit. Uh, yeah, it, there's, there's a lot to this game certainly and people who are into RPGs which have quite a lot of depth to them, a lot of different stats and things to juggle you know there's probably something for you here for me it's it's not something i'm probably going to carry on playing for much longer i found it as i say very overwhelming both in terms of exposition and gameplay the way it introduces everything 
so, yeah, those are my thoughts, really. Definitely one to check ahead of time. Um, I can't I can't necessarily recommend it for everyone, because certainly it's not really going to be something I'm, I'm going to want to stick with, I don't think. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's time then, Peter, to, to do a quip before we disappear. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, <laughs> by a mutant, more like um, cryo-mutant. Because Ooh. you'll you'll be crying if you were hoping for some sort of linear cat game, uh, <laughs> d- because that's not what it is. But hey, you'll be crying with joy if you wanted an open world RPG. I think that's true. Yeah, could tick, could tick someone's boxes quite handily. It could. Yeah. Uh, bio mutant, more like bio newtant, because it's new, mm. and because you live in a world of anthropomorphized animal. Uh, genetic experiments gone wrong creature land yeah that's how that's how i'm gonna end that sentence uh there's probably a newt in there as well like like a like a a, a newt that can walk around on its hind legs probably and wears clothes not sure if i've met one yet but i'm sure there will be yeah okay. well, that's very exciting mm. thanks everyone for for watching and listening um, if you're listening on our podcast feed, you can head to YouTube, check out some footage for this game as well. Um, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll catch you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.